Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly... Patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Happy Friday here on Fantasy Sports Today on SportsGrid. I'm Frank Fish, along with David Paddock. We've got you here for the next hour talking fantasy sports with you. We'll help you set a DFS lineup for Western Conference NBA Finals game number two. Talk a little bit about what happened last night and also get you ready for the weekend in Major League Baseball, Davis. But, uh, of course, a lot happening in the NBA and in uh, other sports last night as well. Not to mention the complete and total dismantling of the Miami Heat by the Boston Celtics in Game 2. So now this uh, series definitely takes a different turn as they head back to Boston. It does. I mean, basically, the Boston Celtics just could not miss from three-point range last night. We got the news about an hour before tip that Al Horford was actually able to return from the COVID list and play in that game. Uh, that was that was pretty unexpected, and uh, I think, you know, pretty unexpected to see them play so well without Derek White. Derek White, you know, not uh, not certainly not their best offensive player, but he's just kind of one of those. He's a glue guy, right? He is the NBA glue guy. He just he keeps the ball moving, plays great defense, and uh, also just bizarre to see basically no second half comeback from the Miami Heat. I mean, at one point the Boston Celtics went on a fifty-one to seventeen run, and and really there's there's no coming back from that. But that is the variance you get in these NBA games with. Uh, three is greater than two. And if every shot you're taking is a three pointer and you make, uh, you know, 70% of them over a period the scoreline is going to look pretty lopsided. Yeah, definitely did yesterday. Didn't never really felt like the heat had a chance uh, coming out of that second half for sure. But of course they'll play game three in Boston. I still think that this is going to be an interesting series, but yeah, I mean, Boston now a very heavy favorite to advance to the NBA finals. All right, let's get to our headlines here on the show. As we just mentioned, the Boston Celtics are winners last night. Al Horford comes back, Marcus Smart comes back, and the series is now tied up at one. How about Trevor Story, who was having a rough season for the Boston Red Sox, and it shows you what three home runs can do in a single game. That changed in a big moment. Three home runs, seven RBI, stolen base, and a double for Trevor Story. Maybe this is the beginning of his breakout. Over at the PGA Championship, and we're going to dive into this a little bit more, Tiger Woods fires a first-round 74. Rory McIlroy is the leader. I'm noticing uh, Justin Thomas, who's on the course is also doing pretty well today. And if I'm not mistaken, I think wind is playing a large factor in this. I'll get Davis's thoughts on that in just a sec. And uh, Jordan Addison announces officially that he is committed to uh, USC. He was the number one wide receiver in the transfer portal. And boy, these NILs, Davis, day after day, the fighting, the arguing, going back and forth. More comments today from Nick Saban. Going, I mean, this, this, uh, this drama in college football is pretty incredible, uh, nonetheless. If you want, you can touch on that, but definitely want your opinion on uh, second round coming up here at the PGA Championship. So the weather is gnarly in Tulsa right now. It's sustained winds of over 20 miles an hour, gusts of up to 40 miles an hour. It stormed there overnight. However, the PGA Championship officials made the decision to not do anything to the greens overnight, didn't mow them didn't you know just just kind of left them let the let the grass grow in and we are already seeing the impact of that guys are able to I mean the ball is sticking on the green a little bit more you know we've already had some of these par fives where no one was sticking on the green last night we've already had a couple guys with eagle putts don't think we've had anyone make an eagle yet on the course but uh, I and I think that was a good decision 
by by the tour officials. I mean, you don't want, or at least per, me personally, I don't want a U.S. Open situation where the course just feels unfair, where, you know, you can make an amazing shot, have the ball do exactly what you want, and get penalized due to unfair conditions. And, uh, you know, I mean, there was a huge wave split yesterday. The, the cumulative wave advantage between going off in the morning and in the afternoon was over a full shot between the morning and the afternoon wave. And uh, I think that they needed to do something to even that out a little bit, and it does seem as if they have done that this morning. Yeah, and, and also, I mean, I, th- I think everyone is following Tiger Woods today, Davis, but naturally over at a lot of the betting sites, I think he went from like 40 or 60 to one to like hundreds to one at this point. Um, so, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I guess anything can happen, but, you know, certainly the goal of the weekend thinking Tiger is going to be in some sort of contention, it doesn't feel like it's heading in that way. I don't know. Does it? Uh, well, he was not playing very well yesterday to begin with. He was under, he was uh, minus two through five holes, but the, the first hole that these guys are playing is the easiest hole on the course it's pretty much you hit a good drive you hit a good approach shot and you're gonna have an eight foot birdie putt he got the birdie on that one but uh i i believe it was the eighth hole that that spieth mcelroy woods pairing was playing he felt something go in his leg and it was pretty much downhill from there by the time they got to uh 17 i mean he was really feeling it you i mean he was like he was like your buddy who goes golfing with you once a year and on the back nine he's just like I don't want to be here anymore. You know, swinging lazy. All the shots are going to the right because he's not turning all the way through. I I don't think Tiger's going to make the cut, unfortunately. All right. Makes sense. Uh, Golden State tonight against Dallas. Golden State minus six and a half. We got about a minute to go. Yeah, I got, I got, uh, I got Golden State here. Uh, I, I'm going to be on Golden State in this. And if I lose tonight, I lose tonight. But I'm going to be on them until they show that they can score on this team because the, the Warriors defense is just so phenomenal that they, they clearly have a great plan uh, against Luka. And I need to see him do something against that plan before I bet on them. Yep. Fair enough. Minus six and a half. We won't talk about Davis's Colorado avalanche, the biggest, one of the no, biggest upsets in the Stanley cup playoffs thus far. Uh, St. Louis going to Colorado, going to altitude and winning four to one in that game last night. How about that? All right. Coming up next, Gray Albright will join us. We'll go over the MVP race in the uh, American League. Also, a couple call-ups in Major League Baseball I want to touch on. So stay on the grid. I'll be right back. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome back to Fantasy Sports today here on Sports Grid. Time to dive into some fantasy baseball season-long style. Every Friday, we're joined by Gray Albright of Razball.com. 
joins us here on the show. You can follow him on Twitter at Razball. We'll do some fantasy talk, some MVP talk as well. And Gray, great to have you here on the show on this Friday. What's going on, man? Hey, what's going on there, Mesh? How you doing, man? Oh, it is uh, great to see you and great to talk to you here. I want to do a little fantasy and then I want to talk MVP. Start off real quick. Let's do a minute or two here. It's like it's prospect season now, Gray. You know, like all of a sudden uh, we, we turn to late May and June and guys start getting called up. And the St. Louis Cardinals called two of their players up. They called up Nolan Gorman and Matthew Libertor. Gorman's going to play second. Libertor's going to be in the rotation. I just need like a minute on what you think people should be doing, how they should be reacting this weekend in Fantasy League. Uh, yeah, well, Gorman is really interesting because he's got huge power. He could probably hit 35 homers right now. Uh, I don't know if he's also going to hit uh, 180 because his strikeouts are so insane. Like in the minors, he had a 35% strikeout rate. If he is doing anything close to that in the majors, he's probably not going to hit 200. I don't know, maybe 215, 220 at the most. It's going to really be interesting how they – I'm guessing they're going to platoon him because the Cardinals have a ton of bats. So I don't really see him being super valuable in shallower mixed leagues. But in deeper leagues, I mean, everyone who's called up, obviously, is a grab. Um, Yeah. You know, Libertor is probably a little bit different in that he's going to have – you know, the NL Central gives you great matchups. So, you know, if he's going against the Pirates, I mean, what's – What's not the love, really? You know, um, he he could potentially be a nine plus K per nine, um, a two and a half walk rate. I could see a low uh, to mid three ERA with the central teams, and then bench him in bad matchups. But I like him. You know, rookie pitchers in general are usually more of a headache than they're worth, but I would see about grabbing them in every league. Okay, fair enough. Let's get to the most valuable player watch. Let's start off with the American League. And uh, Gray, one of the fantasy MVPs thus far, has to be Aaron Judge, hitting over 300 this season. He's already hit 14 home runs. He's driven in 30 runs. He actually has added a couple of stolen bases and is playing like a first-round pick in fantasy. Um, you know, obviously the conversation is now built around the possibility of him winning the MVP as well. How realistic do you think that is? Uh, I would guess that he is probably the front runner for the MVP as of right now, through the end of the season, he stays healthy. Outside of health, I really don't see any reason why he can't go on and have a great year. Like Aaron Judge. And Giancarlo, his uh, teammate, you know, they're they're kind of interesting in that, you know, right now the major leagues are dealing with a situation where everyone's talking about the dead ball and, and how the ball is just dying on the warning, uh, warning track. But Judge and Giancarlo, I mean, just from a physical prowess standpoint, you can see them hit the ball and they can hit it out of any park. You know, um, actually on Thursday, Giancarlo was the first guy, first visiting player to hit a run in Camden over the left field fence. I mean, they've moved the fence back in Camden so far. It's it's kind of crazy. But anyway, I mean, Giancarlo was the first visiting player to do that this year. Judge is another you can just hit it out of anywhere. So with the way the ball is not flying and how Judge is able to hit the ball and if he can stay healthy, I would put, I would say he's probably one-to-one odds. Like, I would definitely say Judge is a great bet to win the MVP over just about anyone right now. I would be hard-pressed to, uh, to think of another guy who's even in the, you know, even close to as a good of a bet as him. Yeah, I mean, obviously Otani, but, you know, clearly with him winning last year, there's always that lag in, in the second year. People don't want to give back-to-back MVPs unless you, the name is know, Bonds or yeah, Trout or something know, like that. Right. Yeah. You, you know, with Otani, what really concerns me kind of is, well, A, I mean, the strikeouts always concern me a little bit uh, with his hitting profile. But, you know, pitching and hitting, uh, you know, every fi- every fifth day pitching and then hitting every day. I mean, that's got to be tiresome. I know, like right now, like he's like to be indestructible. And, you know, I don't want to jinx anyone, but man, it's Imagining another season like last year from Otani, it's just such a grind for him to go out and play, 
hit every day and then pitch every fifth day. So I don't know. I wouldn't put I wouldn't put my money on Otani as MVP. All right. Well, you know, I had the great year last year. We'll see if that changes this year. Now over in the National League, yeah. Ray, let's talk about Manny Machado, who's off to the best start of his career by far, by the way. Uh, 355 in this day and age, that's like hitting 600 in baseball, uh, Gray. <laughs> He's got seven home runs. He's got 23 runs driven in. And all of a sudden, Manny Machado's dialed it back to like 2018. He's got six stolen bases here, Gray. So uh, he's been a one-man show. I honestly don't even know. I've mentioned this before on the show, Gray. I don't know how the Padres are even like good. Like honestly, like you look at their lineup, and it's <laughs> it's just miserable outside. I know Hosmer has had a really surprising good start. That's true. Uh, but Manny Machado, you talk about a one-man show right now for San Diego without Tatis. He's that guy. Yeah. No, completely. I mean, you would when Tatis went down. I mean, you would expected Machado to pick up some of the slack, but he's essentially picked up all the slack. Like you said, I mean, outside of Hosmer, they haven't gotten anything from anyone. I mean, they've re- they struggled so badly. They went out and got Robinson Cano. It was like, uh, and they're playing them. I mean, they have literally nothing in San Diego. So if the Padres is able to make the playoffs, then, I mean, Machado's got to be a front runner for the NL MVP, I would think. You know, as of right now, like you said, he's hitting so well for average, but his Babbitt is really high. It's over 400. Uh, his line drives are down a little bit. Like, in general, I think Machado's going to come back to earth. I wouldn't be surprised if we see when Tatis returns, you know, maybe he picks up some of that slack and Machado becomes closer to who we thought he was, which is like, you know, a 275 to 280 hitter, which is totally fine. Not a bad, not a bad hitter, but a lot different than what we're seeing right now. So I like Machado. I think he's going to come down to earth a little bit. Yeah, seems reasonable. All right, let's wrap with Byron Buxton of the Minnesota Twins. Uh, Buxton, again, potentially in the American League. No one gets hotter than him when he's hot. 11 home runs, 20 runs driven in this season. And again, we're looking for advanced numbers to figure him out. That's always the way it is with Buxton. And of course, him being on the field is obviously the key, Gray. But um, look, at, at this point, with with Judge performing like he is, and then again, I'm, I'm still going to not rule out Otani. By the way, I shouldn't rule out Trout either, not not to mention that. I think if the Twins were to win the division, Gray, we'd have to take a really hard look at this with Byron Buxton. But, you know, I, I don't know. Can, can the Twins win the division? I mean, it feels like they're in it, right? Yeah, I mean, I'd probably still uh, say the White Sox are going to uh... – get it together at some point. I don't know. I mean, yeah, the, the Twins can win it. Uh, I would say the Twins probably on the basis of like how well they get from their pitching, really. But uh, Buxton, Buxton stays healthy. Like you said, Buxton staying healthy is really going to be a, a large part of like the equation on whether or not Buxton can win the MVP. I don't think he can. I mean, even the Twins right now are benching him. You know, I think they benched him three days this week. They're really trying to take it easy on him. The uh, the Twins manager, uh, Baldaldi, um, said that Bucks is probably going to only play like, close to 100 games this year, even if he stays mm-hmm. healthy. Uh, I mean, 100 games really is not – it's not good. You're not going to be able to get the counting stats. You're going to be lagging in, like, you know, compared to other people's numbers. Like, I just don't see it happening with Buxton. But, yeah, I mean, I like him, though, for when he's on the field. I think he's he's a superstar when he's on the field. It's just how often is he on the field. Yeah. All right, Gray. Have a great weekend. We'll see you next week. Thanks again for coming on. Thank you. All right, Gray Albright from Razzball. Follow him on Twitter at Razzball and the fantasy baseball website, Razzball.com. Coming up next, Jim Stannis, our buddy from FanDuel and Numberfire, joins us to talk about the NASCAR All-Star Race. Don't worry. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. America. 
As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome back to Fantasy Sports today here on Fourth Grade. Of course, lots going on right now. We got the PGA Championship coming up this weekend. The Preakness is on Saturday. We got the NBA, the NHL. We got Major League Baseball. I think I probably missed something, and that's why we have Jim Sanis on the show because he talks about the things we missed. And this weekend, it is the All Star Race in NASCAR. We'll get to that. Talk a little DFS baseball as well. Jim, it is great to have you on once again. I hope your week has gone well for you. It has gone well so far. It's even better knowing that I get to talk some uh, some DFS with you. That's always a delight. I get to watch an all-star race this weekend. There's a Formula One race in Spain going on later on this weekend, too. So it's a, it's a pretty fun week for sports. I'm pretty pumped for it. How are you doing today? I'm doing well. Looking forward to the weekend, no doubt. And a lot of action for me, too, both on the uh, DFS angle and the Little League angle, too, Jim, I got to tell you. All right, so here we go. Let's take a look at, oh, you know what? Before we look at the pricing here, tell us about the All-Star race this weekend. This is a different type of deal here. I mean, I remember just talking about this last year a little bit, but yeah. very cool event every year. What does it look like this year? Yeah, it's actually different this year than it was last year, even. It's a very unique event. So there are 125 laps in this race, which means there are 12.5 FanDuel points available for laps led. And that's less than you typically get, which means that there is less incentive to try to monopolize drivers at the front who are going to lead a lot of laps. But the key thing is the format here, because if you win that first stage, you will start on the pole for the final stage, which is the longest one, and that's 50 laps. So for me, I want to try to identify a driver who qualifies towards the front on Saturday night, who I think can win that first stage and start out front for the final stage too. I want to try to get at least one guy with the potential to do that in each lineup. After that, you have leeway for some place differential if it's available to you because it is a shorter race, less upside for laps led. So I would get one guy you think can win that opening stage and then try to get some place differential if you can. Now that may not happen because... The first wave in qualifying is single car runs, which means the fastest cars should be towards the front. You don't want to roster guys in the back just because they're there. You do want guys who can get you good finishing points. So to me, one driver per lineup who can lead laps early and win that final stage and then try to get place differential after that. It's also worth noting, Craig, that if a driver advances from the open to the all-star race, they will not be in the player pool on FanDuel. So Tyler Reddick, Eric Jones, guys like that will not be available that's a good thing because it means you don't have to worry about them, but it also means that some of the laps led could go to drivers not in the player pool, which may whittle things down a bit more. So it's a very unique event in terms of how to play things. The winner might not be in the player pool, which is kind of weird. Uh, but for me, it's less of a headache to deal with, not having to change my lineup after the open race on Sunday night. Mm, interesting stuff. All right. Well, uh, Jim does a great job of not ruining our graphics by giving away all the details. So let me ruin it for everyone right now on the non-spoiler alert. Here's the DFS pricing for the All-Star Race this weekend. Kyle Larson is 13500 Chase Elliott is at 13000 Kyle Busch is at 12500 William Byron is uh, moving up on this list, that's for sure. He is 12000 this weekend, too. And Martin Truex Jr. is 11500 So uh, Byron is interesting to me, Jim. I mean, I, I guess he must be having a really good season for him to be in the top four here. He's having a good season, and he is awesome on this track type. Like, he's been good in Charlotte for a pretty long time. And last year during the All-Star Race, it was basically the Byron and Larson show. Both those guys were fantastic for the All-Star Race. And when they came back to Texas in the fall, they both had a top two average running position. So those were kind of the two guys at Texas last year. This year, Larson hasn't been nearly as dominant. And I think that's definitely noteworthy. But... I've got him number one in my uh, rankings for this week. I've got Byron number two. So your eye is correct. That Byron's been very good this year. Very good on this track type. And I think the other, the broader thing here for me, Craig, is that 
Chevys and Toyotas in general have been the dominant teams on these lower tire fall off mile and a half tracks, which is basically now uh, just Texas and Charlotte. And I think that that's why I want to enter this weekend keeping a close eye on Ford. I want to see what their practice times look like Saturday. They weren't very fast this past weekend. This is not their kind of track type. It might just be a situation where I just load up on Chevy and Toyotas again. That could be with Larson and Byron, but also I, I like Martin Truex Jr. He is $11,500. He's been in good form, hasn't capitalized on that yet this year, hasn't always done well in all-star races either, but I do think that in general, focusing on the Chevys, focusing on Toyotas, and potentially being skeptical of Fords may be the way to play things this week. But for me, Larson won, Byron two, everyone else filing in after that. Fair enough. We've learned that I definitely pay attention to Jim, uh, things that you say here on the <laughs> graphics on this show. I think that we, we've learned from that. At least, uh, at least I feel much better about that. I've noticed something here on the NASCAR circuit. All right. Uh, now, baseball, obviously, I'm paying close attention to and uh, love your thoughts on DFS action this weekend. Uh, Bryce Harper right now, Jim, if it if, if he didn't have this UCL issue with his arm, I mean, he would probably be the front runner to win back to back MVPs in the National League. But given the issue, he's been out for a few days. I know he's going to return eventually. And when he does, he's going to be fine. He's just going to play DH until July and then he'll be back in the outfield. A lot of guys that have this done, it's just to have it done in the midst of a season without any days off. I guess that's what's kind of caused the problem. We saw, by the way, the Phillies get shut out, Jim, yesterday without him in the lineup. Um, Harper's having a great year, 305, nine home runs, 27 runs driven in, stealing bases two. But when you're setting DFS lineups, is there any concern for this at all? Because if the Phillies have him in, I guess I can't be all that worried. Is, is that the approach? Yeah, I initially wasn't worried for the reasons you mentioned. You know, if he's getting an injection that's in theory to, to strengthen things, and that should be a good thing. And he was playing with this injury for a while, and, like, he was disgusting. His, his numbers after the injury have actually been absurd. He, he has three home run, or a home run in three straight games prior to the injection. And so I went into this thinking I wouldn't be too concerned. Their plan initially was to sit him on Sunday after the injection, then sit him Tuesday after their off day on Monday. Mm -hmm. The fact that this is bled into now Friday, that's where I get a bit concerned. Because, okay, the, the initial plan was to miss two games. Why is that now turned into four? That's why, to me, I am more concerned now than I thought I was going to be. It's not a situation where you avoid him. You know, if you like the spot, you like the situation, you can definitely still go there. But what I would say is it does add an element of uncertainty that I did not expect to be there. So, you know, if we if he if he's in the lineup Friday and he hits a couple hard gets a couple of hard hit balls, cool. No more reservations. We're good to go at that point. But for right now, I would say it's at least gotten my attention. That to me, that's always concerning when a guy is held out longer than expectation. We've seen that with Harper. So right. wasn't initially concerned, but with how long this has been dragged out now, relative to what it was expected to be, that's where the red flags kind of go for me. Yeah. I, I, you know, honestly, probably more of a season long question, I think for Harper too, because uh, at, at some point I'm thinking he's going to have to have surgery here. And if it comes in November, that puts him right on track, you know, for a March return, if that is indeed the case. But for DFS this weekend, Jim, I think it's a really good point. Got to really consider that. Uh, kind of stunning that the Rockies, Jim, are just like hanging around 500. They've got nothing from Chris Bryant this season at all. I mean, it's really stunning that the Rockies are even in this point. I mean, most people thought that after Pittsburgh, Colorado would have the worst record maybe in Major League Baseball. They've played okay with their replacements. Uh, Bryant is expected to come back up. Anytime we have games at Coors, it's obviously compelling. But I, I don't need to tell you, Jim, that it, it's really hard to trust guys coming off right off a rehab assignment because it could go one way or the other. It's usually not middle ground. It's usually they're on fire yeah. or they just don't hit at all. What do you think this weekend? So I think there are two factors to consider here uh, with, with regards to just in general, a guy coming off an injury. The first one is what kind of injury is it? Because for hitters, I care a lot about like hand injuries. Those matter a lot for me. Side injuries matter a lot. And back injuries. And what does Chris Bryant have? He has a back injury. And that to me is a, a bit of a red flag because those are things that can drag on. Even when you come back, how effective are you going to be? That's where I kind of get a bit concerned there. So that's one thing. The other thing is, I do look at rehab stints, look at what guys have done down there. I want to see a low strikeout rate, meaning that they're seeing the ball well, and I want to see some power. Unfortunately, didn't get a lot of a sample for Chris Bryant uh, in his rehab assignment. Only seven plate appearances, just one strikeout. So that was good. Uh, it seemed like he was seeing the ball pretty well. Did have an extra base hit down there. So 
I think like in the very small sample in the rehab stint, things things looked okay. So from that perspective, I, I, I'm okay with it. It's more so the fact that it is one of those like, quote unquote, for me at least, a red flag injury. For lower body stuff for a, a hitter, I don't care too much unless it's like a, a base dealer type guy. But if sure. it's a hand injury, if it's a side injury or a back injury, I always do play things a bit slower. I, t- I want to be aggressive when it comes to getting back on guys coming off of injury, but that's more so with guys who have lower body injuries that may not inhibit their abilities once they're fully back. Bryant does have one of those injuries that does concern me a bit. Also, it does help that it's very, very cold at Coors this week. Like they're getting a snowstorm Ooh. right now. Uh, so <laughs> maybe that'll keep the temperature down. That'll keep the balls in check. And I can be a bit more patient with things. But I think that for me, the the nature of the injury is the the biggest concern here because back injuries do have a tendency to linger longer. Yeah, no, they do, and that's we've seen that a lot in baseball. We've seen that particularly, uh, Jim, with Christian Yelich. Once he has that, you know, little yeah. flare up, he usually misses two, three weeks, and a lot of people felt like that derailed the last couple of seasons for him. All right, Jim. Well, appreciate it as always. Thanks for coming on the show. I hope you enjoy the weekend. I don't know if you have a horse to pick for tomorrow. Do you even do horse <laughs> racing? I mean, I feel like you must do everything, Jim. I, I've never asked you about horse racing. Do you have a horse tomorrow in the Preakness? If they offer me promos, I, I take them. That's that's my horse racing approach. If I get a promo, I'll take it. So it's very much like the the fish type mindset. But hey, I, I admit what I am. I admit my faults. I'm not smart. So if I get a promo, I'll take it. That is my, my full strategy for horse racing all right good enough all right jim thanks again we will uh catch your work this weekend number fire fan duel and we'll catch up with you again next friday thanks for coming on thank you craig appreciate it talk to you then all right jim Santos. follow him on twitter at jim Santos. no doubt we will take a quick time out here on the show we got fantasy reality the sports grid 60 davis is itching to jump back here on the show as we get ready to wrap up our week here on this friday also don't forget coming up two o'clock eastern It's time for us to have another edition of Newswire. And guess who? Our buddy George Kurtz will be on the show talking about that huge upset in the NHL last night. Not to actually two big upsets in the NHL. The Panthers are down 0-2 in their series as well. We'll be right back. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome back to Sports Grid. This is Fantasy Sports Today. Craig Mish and Davis Maddock. Of course, we are getting ready for a big weekend of fantasy sports. we got to answer some questions here on the show, too. Before we do that, make sure you're following us on social media, on Twitter, at Sports Grid and at Sports Grid TV for the latest news, notes, and information. Picks against the spread from all of our hosts, comments, questions, anything that you could have. By the way, if you have a question for us, fantasy or reality, let us know. Tag us at Sports Grid and at Sports Grid TV. So, Davis, naturally this weekend... Will be filled with golf, with basketball, with baseball. I always am interested in a Davis Matic weekend. What what does it look like this weekend for you? Well, uh, unfortunately, I have to travel for a wedding, so uh, gassing gassing up the car, 
traveling. Uh, it's actually in Oklahoma, about an hour and a half away from where they are playing the PGA Championship. I, I wish I would have realized that in advance. I would have sorted out tickets to go on Sunday to the PGA Championship, but uh, I was a little bit too late to get you know hotel rooms and all that stuff planned out so that is a little bit of a bummer but i will be i will be dialed in to the golf uh i believe the avalanche and the blues play again tomorrow night and then hopefully i will be there on monday night i will be in attendance for game four that's the plan all right cool enough let's uh kick it with some fantasy or reality All right, Davis, it's uh, time for game two of the NBA Finals, and Dallas takes on Golden State today. If game two looks anything like game one, the Warriors are going to win this game and cover. I mean, really. I mean, Dallas did not play well in the first game of this series. But let's ask the question, fantasy or reality, Davis, as we tip off tonight in California, the Dallas Mavericks will tie the series up at one tonight. Is that fantasy? or reality yeah i got i got fantasy i i don't think so i think the golden state warriors are the better team i think they are likely the better offensive team you know if you think about it like okay who do they have anyone that can match the singular brilliance of luka Doncic? and they have two guys who can do that right they have steph curry who is um you know a gravity defying force he changes the entire way you have to defend them. Even though this actually is not his greatest offensive season, he struggled with his shot a little bit more this year than you would anticipate. And we really haven't gotten one of those clay nuclear games. Uh, definitely have not gotten one in the playoffs. We haven't even really gotten one during the regular season where it seems like he, he, he it doesn't even have to load his shot. It's just like someone passes him the ball. He's not even looking. It's all in rhythm and the shots are just falling. And uh, I mean, and, and the biggest thing that I think happened in game one was that the Mavericks were not able to play Kavon Looney off the floor. We talked about that in uh, fantasy or reality two days ago. And I said, mm -hmm. if, they, if they can't play Looney off the floor, I think they're going to have trouble. Looney didn't miss a shot, had uh, I think 13 rebounds in game one. So uh, I, I do not think the Mavericks are going to be able to even it up here. Yeah. I'm going to say uh, fantasy as well. Uh, by the way, I do think that, there are some betting opportunities here for Dallas. And I really think that if Golden State wins tonight and covers the six and a half, I definitely will be on Dallas next game because there's going to be an overreaction to that. I think the Mavericks are going to play well at home, but I don't know that there was a lot of takeaway. Like I took away game one, uh, Davis of Boston thinking, oh my gosh, like that was the worst game they could possibly play. Their third quarter was terrible. They're getting three and a half. It's like, even if the Heat wins, it may be by one or two. And it, it, by the way, it didn't play out at all like that. I mean, Boston blew them out. But I, I didn't see anything from Dallas that made me think like, oh yeah, they're going to be back in this thing and they're going to win game two. But I do think home cooking will work for them. They're probably going to end up being like a one-point dog or two-point dog, I would say, on Sunday. And I'll probably take Dallas. But tonight, I agree. I, I think Golden State does go up 2-0 in this series, and so fantasy for me as well. All right, a very hot topic in fantasy football circles, no doubt, will be the wide receiver of the New York Giants, and that, of course, is their former first-round pick, Kadarius Toney. Don't know if the Giants would have, uh, you know, looked back revisionist history and taken Tony again on shows that Davis and I did all last year. Davis was bearish on Tony to begin, and then as the season went on, Davis said, wow, this guy Tony may actually be a player. Naturally, we've heard some stuff about him going on in the mini camps and the offseason. Uh, you know, is he committed? Things along those lines. The Giants are putting all the spin out there, saying it's perfectly fine. So uh, Davis is right now in best ball season, so we could ask him what, what kind of shares he has of Kadarius Tony. Fantasy, reality, Kadarius Tony will be more boom than bust in 2022. You know what? I, I started out last year out on tony but uh, i think price adjusted he is one of the best bets at wide receiver right now he's going right about wide receiver 50 wide receiver 51 in early best ball drafts on underdog right now and i i, do, I don't really see that many guys going around him who have the ability to finish as you know top 20 
fantasy football wide receivers because if the New York Giants plan is to use Tony in the way that, uh, you know, and they, they brought the whole gang over from Buffalo, mm-hmm. Brian Dable, Joe Shan, et cetera, et cetera, the, the quarterback's coach. They, they even tried to recruit the quarterback's coach, and then he ended up staying because Josh Allen said, please don't leave me. But, uh, I mean, that is the role that – Stephon Diggs used to be, you know, basically, I, I believe he finished as the number one wide receiver in fantasy football in 2020. So I am, I'm pretty much all in on Tony. He's, he's probably one of my most drafted players up until this point. Now, by the way, I think there's a very good chance it doesn't work out, right? Daniel Jones stinks. Kenny Galladay gets a little bit better. Their second round pick, Wondell Robinson, starts to eat into his slot snaps because you know, very much unlike Tony, I, I think Wandale is the exact opposite in terms of temperament. Like he's going to show up, work every day, never complain, do exactly what the coaches ask him. But Tony is definitely better than him. So it's kind of just a matter of what does the coaching staff decide to do with this guy? Yeah, and, and look, him being on the field is, is going to be crucial. And, and when things happen with these sort of players, that's what you worry about. So if there are 17 games in the regular season, and I said a total of, of Tony playing over 13 and a half, I'd say fantasy on that. Uh, but I do think that there is something to his skill set. And again, watching players at the University of Florida, it's basically the one-stop shop for me in college football. I guarantee myself watching Gator games every week. I thought Tony was a star. So uh, I definitely will say boom on the side of Tony. And I, by the way, don't think that it really matters for him who is at quarterback because they're going to try to get him the ball as much as possible. I do worry a little bit, uh, Davis, new regime, new people calling the shots. This wasn't our guy. You know, some of that does creep into my mind a little bit here. And I'm hoping that is not the case, but that does happen in sports. Sometimes when the the, coach comes in, he's like, I didn't get, I didn't draft this guy. I don't need him anymore. So um, first round pick though, I would think they got to have a better investment there. Uh, Okay. So James Corden, whose run is coming to an end on late night TV uh, admitted the other day, Davis, that he washes his hair approximately once every two months. Now, hair conversation at this stage of my life is much better for you than it is for me. But I will attempt to answer this question as transparently as possible. But I will start with you. You are on board with this, fantasy or reality. Davis Maddock washes his hair every single night. Fantasy or reality, true or false? Yeah, not even close. Uh, not not even close at all. It's it's bad for your hair. You're you you are not supposed to be washing it every single day. The the uh, shampoo and conditioner is like it does some beneficial things to your hair, but you definitely should not do it every other day. I am like a once every three days. Uh, now now I I mean I shower every day obviously, uh, right. but I don't I definitely don't always. Now I'll, I'll get it wet. You know, just like if, if there's, you know, there could be dirt and grime in there or whatever, and I want to rinse it out, but I don't want to do the shampoo and conditioner every single day because it, it like your, your hair is meant to have like, you know, natural oils and stuff that comes out of your body and that's like good for it and it keeps it healthy. So I am, I am definitely a fantasy on this, not even close to washing my hair every single night. Yeah, well, for me, we're struggling in this category, Davis, naturally here, pushing 50 years old. I can only hope that you have a better success rate than I do in this. I mean, right here it looks okay, but you don't want to see the the, the overhead view or anything like that. Um, but I will say reality. This is close to a reality for me. I mean, I guess I'm just doing it wrong here, and maybe that explains a lot. But, I, I mean, I would say at the very least it's six days a week, but most likely, Davis, it is a seven-day-a-week uh, thing for me. now. The other part of this that I would say is that four or five days a week, I'm outside and, you know, with Little League ball and baseball and all these other things that I'm doing with my son, uh, especially in Florida, Davis, and I don't know if that's a factor here, it's really hot. So to think that you could go in the shower and not do it here, I don't know. I guess I would have to like rethink the way that I shower, but Davis, it is brutally hot in Florida and I think that just like naturally just plays a factor you go in the shower you think oh I gotta wash my hair and I think that's what happens for me I don't don't think it's I think it's subconscious I mean the so Florida heat is definitely different but it it is it gets hot in the Midwest and it gets very humid and it's it's gross here too it's it's definitely a different style of heat but uh, so my my general rule is uh, I will I'll wash my hair after like golfing 
for sure because mm-hmm. i mean look i'm out there I'm, I'm a hack you know i'm getting i'm getting dirt i'm like underneath trees it's like so after when i get home from golfing i'm definitely washing my hair even if i happened to wash it the night before because like who knows but just like a, a standard like i went to the gym this morning uh mm-hmm. and pro and and uh probably when i shower tonight i will not wash my hair because some some sweat is like fine like you you want you want sure. those natural oils man it's going to keep it's going to keep your hair healthy yeah well to me it doesn't it doesn't factor in as much um before we go to the break i want to ask you a quick question here so, so and i'm not throwing you under the bus don't take it as this but going back to Kadarius tony so you know a year and a half ago you know with the card grading i send the cards into psa right so so davis maddock loves this guy chenault on jacksonville so now i got some back davis i need some advice here do i just sell these for like 20 cents on the dollar at this point do i just get rid of them or do i do i hold and like wait for something here because he was one of your i remember he was one of your guys so i like bought in on that not not a lot like 10 bucks though what do you think just get rid of him uh no i would i would wait to see Mm -hmm. if christian kirk plays on the outside if Marvin Jones gets hurt in training camp, if Zay Jones gets hurt in training camp, if Evan Ingram gets hurt in training camp, or, uh, you know, if James Robinson is suffering coming back from this lower body injury, if they use him a little bit at running back, he, he played that position a little bit in college. And, and also, I mean, he's so tied to if Trevor Lawrence is going to be True. any good or not. Like if, if Trevor Lawrence is coming out and looks incredible in year two, you know, he's dropping dimes all over the place. The Jaguars are winning games. Like, he is a he's he's a super talented player who needs to be used in a very specific way. Just he's not very fast, right? At the end of the day, he's just not like a blazing fast guy, right. and so he's got to be used in a specific way to be effective. Gotcha. Yeah, I mean, I got this order back the other day, fifty-two uh, cards, and didn't even remember honestly what I sent in, and I had a couple of him and a couple of Dylan, AJ Dylan, and uh, a couple of Jefferson. So I felt like pretty good about two of the three. I don't even know if I like Dylan either, but I was like, I'm definitely going to hold those two for the football season. But do I even wait on Chenault? I guess that was my question. So question answered right there for me. Thank you. All right. Sports Grid 60 is coming up next. Don't forget Newswire coming up two o'clock today, Eastern. We will touch on the Stanley Cup playoffs. Uh, Dustin Gawker also from Legal Sports Report will be with us. So lots of fun stuff to discuss. That's later this afternoon right here on Sports Grid. We will be right back to wrap up our Friday edition of the show in just a couple minutes. Of the SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the Metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly... Patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.
All right, it's time for the Sports Grid 60. This is 60 seconds of commentary from Davis and I. We're getting ready to wrap up our week. Both of us have big weekends ahead, so let's get right to it. Here's Davis. Well, Craig, I, I got to come clean. I, I was an MLB The Show addict last year. We talked about it a lot on the show, and I, I had not had my PlayStation plugged in for a long time, and uh, I have not been I had not been playing FIFA. I hadn't bought FIFA 22. One of my friends messaged me that it was the free game this month if you have PlayStation Plus, which I, I do have because you have to have that to play online. So I downloaded it, and I'm I'm right back in the thick of it. Last night I I was uh, I was playing FIFA when the Blues Abs puck dropped. And I, I just like I was like I it, it's so easy to get right back in to those old habits. I need to, uh, I need to make a mental note to myself to go touch some grass today so that I am not, uh, that I'm not stuck inside playing video games and what is uh, maybe going to be one of the last days without oppressive heat here in the Midwest. Yeah. My son has not played MLB the show 22 as much as 21, but I don't know that could change very quickly. School is definitely coming to an end. All right. A tradition like no other, not the Masters. It's afternoon baseball at Wrigley Field. And if you're wondering what the highest total in Major League Baseball on a single game is this season, I think it's today. I'm seeing 11 and a half runs. Wait a second, Arizona and Chicago? Why is this 11 and a half runs? Looks like the wind is blowing out at Wrigley Field. Now, this could go one way or the other. Either there could be 17 runs scored in this game. We've also seen the wind just all of a sudden start blowing the other way, and it's five. But trust me, later today on Newswire, we will be keeping an eye on this game. Total today, Arizona-Chicago, 11.5, 2.20 Eastern start. First day game this afternoon at Wrigley Field on a Friday. All right, that'll do it for our show today. Thanks, of course, to LTN and Danny and Ryan on the graphics. And for my producer, Brett Levy and co-host Davis Maddock, I'm Craig Mish. I hope you enjoy the rest of your day. I will see you back here at 2 o'clock Eastern for our Friday edition of Newswire. Until then, have a great weekend. See ya. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.